When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents. It's one person coming in from China. It's going to disappear one day. It's like a miracle. It will. We're going to all be great. We're going to be so good. This is a pandemic. The Betches Sup Podcast. No, I don't take responsibility at all. Hello, and welcome to the Sup Daily Coronacast. I'm Sammy Fishbein, and the Coronacast is your daily rundown of all the latest news on COVID-19, how we're getting through it, and just how close we are to ending the crisis. Let's get into it. Today, we are joined by Molly Jong-Fast, an editor-at-large for The Daily Beast, a writer, political commentator. She's also a regular contributor to The Washington Post and to Vogue, and she's the author of The Social Climber's Handbook and Normal Girl. And most excitingly, she is the co-host of an amazing new podcast. Tell us, Molly. Uh, So the podcast is called The New Abnormal, and it's hosted by me and Rick Wilson. We both write for The Daily Beast. We're both editors-at-large at The Daily Beast. And um, he's sort of on the right and I'm on the left. And so we talk about, and we're really good friends, and we talk about all the sort of drama of the day and it's, it's really fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm loving it so far. Um, the first two episodes have been great. I wish it was coming out more actually. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to, to hear more about it. Um, Rick is so funny and I love to follow both of you on Twitter. So when I saw that you were together, I was like, Wow, that is ideal. Well, we had been talking about it for a long time, but you know, he has a lot of he does a lot of traveling and since no one is doing and I do a lot of traveling, but since no one is doing any traveling, it worked out. So and he's in Florida, which sounds like a nightmare. And actually at the end of this last episode, there's like a tornado coming. Yeah. Where does he live that there's no airport? Tallahassee. So there is an airport, but okay. like, there is no direct flights to New York from Tallahassee or maybe there's one now and I was like there are direct places from Decor Africa to New York City like that makes no sense so he has to like fly through somewhere to get to New York yeah or Atlanta I mean it's bad that's ridiculous but the podcast is great so we'll give him that yeah um okay so let's get into the headline of the day um last night Trump how do I say this? We'll play the clip, but he yeah. recommended that um, Americans in potentially inject themselves with uh, bleach or disinfectant and subject themselves to, quote unquote, tremendous amounts of sunlight to stave off coronavirus. Supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light. And I think you said that has him in check, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way, 
And I think you said you're going to test that, too. Sounds interesting. Right. And then I see the disinfectant, where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs and it does a tremendous number of the lungs. So it'd be interesting to check that so that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds it sounds interesting to me. I mean, when I saw he said that, I was like, wow, I'm so happy that I'm recording with you tomorrow. <laughs> like, this is the perfect story. So did you see this happening? Yeah. So I watched, we were recording last night, so I didn't watch all of it. And, you know, sometimes, I sometimes watch it and I sometimes don't watch it. When I watch Same. it, I'm always struck by, like, I watched it the night before interesting it's such a trumpy thing because here he is he's figured he's decided that this is like the thing that's going to win him re-election is all this free media and so but the problem is he's so bad at this that he can't stay like if he just stayed folk if he told his base that nancy pelosi eats 17 dollar ice cream and she caused the pandemic they probably believe it but because he's so undisciplined he gets into this whole thing about like you know, I'm just asking questions. And because he reads so much real propaganda and scary media, like supposedly this blood cleaning thing is from some insane fringy Russian thing. Shocker. Right. That someone sent me. That is, and, and, you know, there's not a scientist in this world who would be like, yes, this seems like a reasonable idea. But uh, it, it doesn't matter. Like Trump just gets stuck on these things. And, so I didn't want, I just started seeing the Twitter about Same. It, Right. And I thought, no, they can't, you know, I, I am as skeptical as anyone about everything. And so I'm always like, no, that can't possibly be. So I went and found the clip and I was like, oh, and, and, you know, Dr. Bricks, you know, to watch her face when he's unbelievable. Did, did you, did you, was she crying? Like I, it was a little too grainy, but I, I imagine, like, at that moment, her life's work, like, flashed before her eyes. Well, you know, it's funny, because I was talking to James about that, because I, I was, you know, to get to the point where you're, like, one of the top scientists in America, and you're faced with this pandemic, and your whole life has been, wor- you know, working up to this, and then you have this president who is just a complete and utter buffoon. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I just think between her and Fauci, you know... It's funny because, like, the mainstream media hates her and loves Fauci. You know, is she more of a shell for the president? Maybe. It's a tough line to walk. Why do you think the mainstream media hates her so much, yet, like, kind of gloms on to Fauci, but, like, she only toes the line, like, to a smaller, like, to to a larger extent than he does, but, like, I don't know. I, I think about how, like, she's a woman and it... I imagine that like being in her position is probably somewhat harder than it is for him. Yeah. I mean, I think they're both in terrible positions. I never quite understood. I mean, I guess she's less good at standing up to him than he is. But remember, this is a guy who's terrible with women. I mean, horrendous. So like, I I can only imagine how terrible Dr. Bix's situation is. And Rick's, and then the other thing I would say is that, 
the media, whether or not we admit it, even the good left wing or normal centrist media, even the like real like places, even if we, we can't admit how misogynist misogyny is just baked in. Yeah. So people give uh give Fauci a little bit more of a kind of cushion than they give bricks. Like I agree. I, yeah. I mean, that. I'm I'm not dying on any hill for anyone here, but I will say I don't, I think she is held up to a, t- a different standard of scrutiny. I completely agree with that. I, I mean, I even like talk, like talk about this, like with friends, they even like, they will criticize her more. Like, right. I, I think there's like, I think it's sort of like also internalized misogyny to some degree. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We're thinking about her scarves. Like, who cares about her fucking scarves? Right. Like, Nobody you know. ever talks about Fauci's ties, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, and then the ties. Right. I mean, the idea of being a scientist in Trump world, it's like a disaster. Like, I can hardly think of a worse thing to be than a scientist in Trump world. It's like Galileo. Like, right, because Trump is so, it's like the most anti-science president we've had since, I mean, ever. Yeah. But... Uh, I do think that the way the media, you know, the me- we've, we've gotten, we and the media, and I include myself in this, have gotten a lot wrong. And if you, and this is one of them. Well, what do you, what do you think about, okay, so, I mean, you said you sometimes watch the press conferences. I'm the same, like, I try not to. And then sometimes I'll like see something like seeing like Chris Hayes be like, by the way, no one should drink bleach when I got on right. Twitter last night. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, I try not to watch them. I try not to talk about them. Here we are talking about it. But do you think that like potentially this is all a distraction because he must know like, oh, I can push it this far. And when I see that I have no consequence after I tell the American people to drink Clorox, like what is he like now we're talking about this. It's a great conversation, obviously, right. but like, what about the fact that he like owes China millions of dollars and there's a loan coming due yeah, and exactly. the fact that he's like stopping hospitals from getting PPE and that he's completely hampering the testing strategy? Like, what are you, like, what can we do about like, what, what can we do? We can, uh, we to can focus in November. Yeah. I mean, no, but I mean, between, between now and then, how do we stop getting like distracted by these stupid things he's saying? I mean, the problem is the, you know, he controls the news cycle and he's, uh, I don't know how you get people to focus on what matters. I'm not even sure what matters anymore because you can't, you know, there's like a larger conversation of can you even get people involved in what matters? And there's no, I mean, I think if you're thinking about accountability wise, you want the Democratic Congress to focus on the president's varying crimes. If you're thinking about keeping the base from, ki- from keeping Trump's base from killing themselves, then you want to focus on the Clorox stuff. Look, right. we don't think that anyone would drink Clorox, but we've seen with the people who, who drank the uh, fish cleaner <laughs> that this is not, uh, we should not assume anything about Trump's base. You no, know? They, they fully, they embrace- I have a friend who has a sister and she's like, her sister's like just very different from the family. And she's like, yeah, my sister thinks this is all a lie. And she is going right. about her life. I'm like, that's right. And then. But that's the Fox News, that's pretty much the line. I mean, they sometimes say it's real, but most of the time they say it's not real. So 
I would say I, I'm not sure what we can do at this point. I, I think the thing you could do if you're listening to this is like support your local media outlets, like the Times, the Washington Post, the Daily Beast, the Vogue, you know, and, you know, support media because the media needs you and they are the only accountability and checks that this president has, which is why he's so mad at it all the time. And so I would say those, those are the ways that you as a consumer can support the, um, the quest for truth, whatever that means. So subscribe to the Daily Beast behind the paywall. Behind the paywall. (laughs) And then you can, yes, behind the paywall, but also just that you, that, you know, that is why the reason Trump hates the media so much is because he knows that they're on to him. So if you, I mean, more than anything, that is the, uh, that's why he's so focused on it. I mean, that's why he hates New York because he knows that New Yorkers have always been on to him that like, we've always known that he's a clown and that's why he, you know, doesn't want to give us ventilators. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's true. And I think that, I, I mean, he is. I don't ever think he's playing thirteen-dimensional chess. I always think he's just sort of pivoting to the next thing that catches his goldfish brain. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that it's worth putting too much thought into describing his motives. Except that it is interesting that this blood thing comes from some weird tri- uh, Russian propaganda. Well, yeah. I mean, it's sort of. Yeah, I think that with if you want to like guess as to his behavior, the only thing that's like people think, oh, he's so unpredictable. Like he's actually quite predictable. Yeah. He always does the thing that will make him safest and protect him in the short term. He's, he doesn't think beyond like one hour from now. Right. Well, Never. no, he, there's no organization. There's no intellect. I mean, he's not smart. But, the usual. Right. But and he's a misogynist and he's a racist and he's also just dumb. But yeah. <laughs> um, he, you know, that doesn't mean he won't get reelected. Right. It's true. But we're fighting against a lot of things for that. Right. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Healthier hair and skin, yes, but beyond that too. Since I started using pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great, it looks fancy on the shelf, and I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. 
Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Turning back to um, New York, uh, yesterday a study was released that came out that said that 20% of people in New York City who they randomly tested in grocery stores, they found um, the presence of antibodies for the coronavirus. Um, which when I heard this news, I was like, okay, that sounds pretty good. That means maybe we're even farther along in this, in this curve than we had originally thought. Um, but then you had um, a guest this morning on your podcast who yeah. clarified this. Would you be able to just kind of summarize what he said? Yeah. So um, we had Dr. James Hamblin from The Atlantic on the podcast today, who is a very smart, right, very, very good writer and also um, an extremely smart thinker. And he said, he, and, and actually a, counts, a New York councilman said this last night too on Twitter, that the, it's really hard to know with these antibody tests because there are so many coronaviruses you could be picking up a coronavirus, not the novel coronavirus, but some other coronavirus. And, and again, this comes to this idea, which is we really don't know anything. At this right. point, we still don't know so much. So is, you know, will the, we don't even really know if the antibodies will keep you from getting it again. Like that's the assumption that Dr. Fauci is working with because historically that's been true. We don't really know. So uh, we're really in a situation where everything is, we're kind of just doing the best we can with what little information we have. And that's true for the government too. Now, I I think that, I think, I think, and I'm not a doctor, but I've read a lot of stuff and I'm very hypochondriacal. So I have those two things going for me. Um, I think that that it's not, insane to assume that there will be immunity because that's yeah. how it's worked and because that's what Fauci's saying and Fauci's pretty smart and 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 he and he he's been pretty reasonable. So um but you know again this whole idea of herd immunity which Boris was pushing before he ended up being hospitalized from coronavirus and near, nearly dying was that you know 60% has to get it. The truth is herd immunity is a total scam. I mean, even if 60% get it, that still means that, you know, untold numbers can die. It can still, I mean. You also can't cap out at 60%. It's not like, oh, great, we hit 60%. And like, we can, you know, we're. It's just preposterous. So the truth is until we have testing and contact tracing, nothing goes back to normal. And until we have a vaccine and the president really, and I think, 
he hasn't quite come out and said this, but this is clearly the case. He doesn't want testing because it means that people will see how much there is and there's a lot. And I think he's worried it'll make him look bad. And the problem is what he doesn't realize is if we don't have testing, we can't go back to normal. Quote unquote. Right. That's what that's what is so um like confusing to me like how hard is it to explain to him that the number one way to get the economy to open is when people because even okay you open a restaurant who cares i'm not going to it like so the only way to get people to feel safe is that if they feel like they can go out in the world and reasonably be protected yeah and if you don't have tests that's obviously not going to happen who why can't anyone explain this to him I don't know, but it's like this false choice. People are like, well, we'll restart the economy. And then you see this polling where people are like, we're not leaving our houses. So- Do you think there's any possibility that he's thinking so far ahead that like if people, he could extend this until November so people won't leave their houses for the election and he's no. banking that Mitch McConnell no. won't get? No. No? Because if nobody leaves their house till the election, the economy is going to be so fucked that he's not going to What's he going to do? I mean, you know another six months of nothing like that will kill everything but isn't that kind of what you think is coming like i mean i hope that's not what's coming it's certainly possible that's what's coming i think what's going to happen is more like and i don't think this is good but i think we're going to have like a dystopia now where young people who've gotten it or who feel they could survive it will go out And Mm -hmm. people who have to, have to, have to work or else their family will starve will go out. And then older people will be stuck in their houses until there's a vaccine. That's horrible. But that's, I mean, the other choice is we're all stuck in our houses until there's a vaccine. And which is fine, but I don't think young people will do that. I mean, I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it too. I'm like, sit down. Um, But here's my question. Like, even if you have young people out, you still can't fully have an economy until you have, until like old people are willing to go out because like old people take planes. Yeah. Like, okay, oh, like yeah. I, my wedding was supposed yeah. to be this Sunday. Even if I, even if I could attend my own wedding, I'm not going to have a wedding when like my grandparents can't come. Oh, yeah. Like, like, so there's not, so who's going to host an event like no. where you can't have anyone over age 50? Oh, oh Yes. That, yes, that, that is going to be a big fucking problem. No, you're in this, this is an impossible situation. I mean, the joke is, this is a situation that even a good president wouldn't be able to solve, and we don't have a good president. That's like, true. you know, I don't know, even the really smart people who know about coronavirus don't know what to do. Because the, what are you going to do? You, you know, people won't be willing to stay in their houses forever. And ultimately, as much as I believe the right thing for now is to shut down the economy, they can't, you know, these people are going to start starving and they're going to have to go back to work. And so you have this impossible situation where you open up the government again, you open up that you open up, right? Half the people don't come out anyway because they don't want to die. And then you also have this situation where you have like people, the hospitals are going to get flooded either way, right? Yeah. And then you have these, the, I mean, you have what happened in Italy where the whole culture is, you know, you're make, you have doctors making the decision of who to put on a ventilator and who not to. So, right. it's, I mean, the, the, what we really need is some kind of, if we could just have some kind of antiviral that works or 
convalescent plasma so that at least if people got sick, they didn't die. You know, yeah. Right, right now, it's, I would say it's about 10 times more fatal. I think really it's 10 times more fatal than the flu. Yeah, I, I can That's sort the, of infer that right. from p- reading. Right. I mean, the flu yeah. is 0.1. This is about one. Right. So 10 times more fatal than the flu. And remember, one in a thousand New Yorkers have already died from this. So yeah. and New York is like the Wuhan. It's the center of the pandemic. So if you think about it, this is, this is a pretty impossible situation. Do you think that it would have been so impossible if like, it had been handled from January? No. If like it, it could have been fine. This didn't even need, I mean, the joke is like, if you look at SARS, this didn't need to come here. Like, yes, mm-hmm. it was very contagious, but had we had a fully functioning, I mean, the thing is Trump blames the CDC because the CDC is at fault, but really, if he hadn't stripped the federal government, like we, I, I mean, Trump blames the CDC. He blames the World Health Organization. The World Health Organization, there were so many fuck-ups along the way. World Health right. Organization, CDC, the president. I mean, if we had had Obama as president, the chances that people, we would have been in China when this outbreak started. And Trump is always like, and I closed flights from China. False. It was already here. Well, it, who, it was already also, here. he didn't close flights right, from China. But the other thing is for Trump, everything looks like a travel ban because that's the only thing he knows how to do. So he's like, but I banned travel from China. I banned the Muslims. I banned the... It's what is with like Republicans believing that borders are like magic? Well, also like we have Instead the of, like, highest China. number of coronavirus deaths in the world now. Okay, even if China exaggerated its numbers, we have the high. I mean, I would be shocked if they had as many coronavirus deaths as we did. But say they did, even still, like it, it's too late to ban travel, right? And then this weekend he was like, "And I'm going to ban all immigration." They don't want to come here. Yeah, right. Like, no one, why would you want to come here? You can't get health care. Right. We have this terrible pandemic and we can't leave our houses. Yeah. Yeah, we got to make sure people don't try to come here. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. 
By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Okay, so let's say I own a restaurant and there's a rule that all my tables have to be six feet apart and I can only have 50% of the people at any given time. Right. Between the number of people who don't want to go to a restaurant and the fact that I can't have that many people in my restaurant, it's not like the restaurant business was like, you know, you're, you're making so much of a profit before. How are these, like, won't it just put more businesses out of business by making them operate we are with no demand? We are in an impossible situation. Like, yeah. you, you can tell people they can go back to normal, but nobody will. They can't really because it's not safe for them. And there's no treatment and vaccine. I mean, it's just... It, the, the reality is Trump couldn't handle a good economy with no problems. And now he has a bad economy with multiple problems. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this is like a, this is a presidency that is not fit for anything. And this is the one of the hardest, most challenging times in 100 years. So, yeah, how you do it. I just try to remind myself that like Obama had four of these or three H- SARS, H1N1 and Ebola. Right. And not i think one person died of ebola like literally i mean i i i would say this is much more contagious than that is my and and the and the the un you know the the uh the carriers that are asymptomatic i mean that's that's true we really don't know anything but if trump hadn't you know taken apart the pandemic response team we know a lot more Right. Right. I mean, there are a lot of places where the Trump administration has said no to science that have gotten us here. So I would say, like, if Hillary Clinton were president, would we all be locked in our houses indefinitely? Probably not. No, it might have been like a month. Right. Or there would have been she would have had some kind of plan. I mean, right now we still I mean, what I'm always impressed with him with those briefings is he gets up there and he's there for two hours and he never has a plan. No, I mean, Sometimes I'll like, I I'll like, it'll be on, like, I pretty much just leave my TV on mute all day and I'll walk out and like, I'm around the apartment and I'll come back in like an hour and he's still fucking going. I'm like, yeah. how are you still going? Like, aren't you tired? Like, why does, like, how does he not collapse? But also what I'm always impressed with is he talks so much, but says so, so little. Nothing. Like almost nothing. That's kind of amazing. Nothing. It's true. It's a skill. It is. Reading it written out is actually like more insane than hearing it. Yeah. I mean, it's all bad. And then yeah. they edit the transcripts. I mean, there's so much. Like the thing that I'm always impressed with is it's a, such an incompetent administration, but they're also really evil. Yeah. But if they were more competent, like if we had a, a, right. a team of Bill Bars, like we'd be even more screwed. I mean, except maybe we'd be able to leave the house. Maybe. I yeah, mean, I don't want point. to seem too literal, but yeah. it is like, as I am like seven weeks into being at home, I, you know, I, 
and I just would be nice to be able to leave the house. Not that I'm, you know, I'm you glad to get to do it and to be able to help my fellow human, but it does, it is long and indefinite. And lucky that we can do our jobs from home. Exactly. Also. So you had a, a very viral piece in Vogue um, about, you know, you're staying in New York despite the fact that lots of people are leaving and it's obviously like we're Wuhan. Um, yeah. So what do you, just to close out, what do you miss most about New York City? I mean, I'm glad to be here and I'm glad, you know, as um, it goes on, I feel very grateful to get to be here and to be with my people and not to not be here. Like, I think it would be very hard for me not to, this is my city. I grew up here. My parents grew up here. Like, this is my place. And so I do feel very glad that I'm here. Um, it's scary and creepy and weird and and also um very sad you know we have these streets that are empty except for ambulances they're definitely we are much more in touch with the feelings of the like as less people die everyone's a little happier you know you go outside and people are like we only lost 400 people yesterday and not 700 i mean it's wild. Uh, it's wild. I mean, and, and the obituaries are a little shorter. And uh, so I think there's that. I, I do think the city sort of figured itself out a little bit. Like when it first started, you couldn't get it. You really had trouble getting certain like things delivered. Now it's really have the food delivery down and I'm able to like figure out how to get things and go out. And like, I do feel we've gotten what's cool about new york is that new yorkers are really adaptable and as much as this particular thing is not great for urban areas it we've sort of figured i think we've somewhat figured it out um which doesn't mean i mean this is an impossible situation still and also our mayor is terrible oh my god i i mean it's unbelievable what the fuck (laughs) I don't know, but he's so bad. I can't so bad. believe how bad. Every idea he comes up with is bad. Like worse than the last. Worse than the last. He, you know, he's like, and then we're gonna have fireworks on July fourth. I was like, it's did he say like a parade? It. Like, didn't he say like when okay. this is over, we're gonna have like a parade? Responders, like you know, the Spanish flu. They also had a parade. It ended up with the second biggest, <sighs> you know, wave of the flu, which killed millions of people. So. I have one person who voted for de Blasio. I don't, well, then he, the good, the one good thing about de Blasio is he made it so we have ranked choice voting now. Because so we can kick him out. Right, because, well, I mean, he's term limited out, thank God, in 2021. But like, the, the reality was because he got elected, because people, I voted for Bill Thompson, some people voted for Christine Quinn, and yeah. we split the vote. So de Blasio got elected, shockingly. But uh, every idea he has is bad. He had a new idea that people should send him photographs of people who aren't wearing masks. Like, oh, yeah, that- like the snitching. I'm like, right. That's for the fucking virus. Don't dime people at, like, yes, let's send pictures of each other not wearing masks because that will solve coronavirus. Right. Like, who's so- on the other receiving end of those photos and what other jobs could they be doing? You know, people sent dick pics. Oh, sure. I mean, it's just. Yeah. Everything he does is so dumb and tone deaf. And, you know, he still, t- he still goes to Prospect Park to take walks. Yeah. What, what is, who, how's he getting there? Is he driving? Like, SUVs, his team of oh. SUVs. But, like, I, I, 
I mean, the rest of us are just like not going anywhere, but our mayor is an so, idiot. Yeah, he's an idiot. He's terrible. So, but, what's the first thing you're going to do when this is over? When it's like fully over? I mean, I'm going to travel a lot. Same. Yeah, I feel Where like. Where are you going? Well, first, I'm going to go to California to see my little niece, who hopefully will be born this week. So Congrats. I'll probably be, well, I'll probably get to meet her when she's one. Wow. And uh, then I'm going to go to Europe and see friends. I mean, I'm just going to travel. I think also we're all so like traumatized from just being, you know, I, it's interesting in a way that we got this kind, we got like, I've never lived through a period where you really can't do stuff you just normally used to take for granted. And yeah. It's interesting. It's not terrible, and it's kind of fascinating, and it has made me feel really grateful for all. I mean, we're really lucky that we can work at home. We're really lucky that we're not worrying about where our next meal is coming from. Yeah. And I think as this goes on, we're going to see the economic hardship. Like, the first stage of this is the, like, we all need to live. The second stage of this is going to be the just absolutely devastating economic hardship that's going to hit so many people. It's true. And, and that's going to be uh, horrendous and heartbreaking and just, I mean, like 2008, but a hundred times worse. So that is probably when the, by the time we've sort of figured, you know, there's going to be so many band-aids that the government can put, and then we're going to have to start really feeling the pain. And that I, is really upsetting. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to think like we're still at the beginning and like the things, I mean, in terms of the numbers, like they have improved in New York, but the handling of it, we don't really seem to have gotten very far, which is pretty sad. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is, it, it's just, it, it's, a, it's a really devastating time in America and, every, and also everywhere else in the world too. Yeah. That's, I mean, that too is also... Like, when I think about traveling, I'm like, okay, well, I would like to travel, but, like, can I go to that place yet? Like, uh, And will they take you from New York? Right, right. Will they take me? I have a feeling some places won't for a while, or they'll make you quarantine for 14 days, and, like, I'm not spending 14 days somewhere in a hotel, so. Yeah, I mean, I, if I were other countries, like, New Yorkers would not be my first choice. No. I think, like... It might take several years, even if things can go back to like normal and we can work around, you know, restrictions. I still think it's going to take like a few years for like people to recover mentally from whatever happened to them at this time. Yeah. And it's going to take, I mean, even if we had a vaccine in January, which seems wildly optimistic, uh, people aren't going to be able to get it. And, you know, it's not going to be completely out until june i mean i think this is going to be and the economic impact of shutting down the entire economy is cannot be underestimated so i think it's going to be rough all right well we will have your podcast and this podcast to hopefully continue to get us through molly this was such a great conversation thank you so much thank you for entertaining us with your articles and and with your new podcast too and your tweets obviously um and yeah, where can they follow? Where can everyone follow you? Um, I am on uh, Twitter as Molly Jongfast, Instagram as Molly Jongfast. You can find the podcast on, it's called The New Abnormal. It's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the other podcasty places. 
You guys know where to find it. All right. Until the end of COVID-19, this has been the Betches Sup Corona Cast. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. The Sup is created by Sammy Fishbein. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to Sup at Betches.com. Betches.